the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, If you're listening on the radio, uh, a very warm welcome to you, but perhaps you're listening online around the world. So wherever you are, whoever you are, a warm welcome. You're listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. My name is Julian Gibb, and today we're blessed to have Kenny, Kenny Jezik. He's uh, he's, uh, uh, a new friend. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna flatter myself and call call you that. Uh, we met. Uh, glad you do. I'm glad you do. <laughs> we met a couple of uh, months ago at uh, a dancing party, and Kenny was the dance instructor, and uh, he and I were just 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 chatting. And uh, this um, this wild life of uh, Kenny's uh, past, um, and indeed the the productive time on his. His current life came, the stories just came out. I said, Kenny, we have to have you on the radio. Kenny, you were uh, in Los Angeles, uh, you know, the center of the world of the 1980s. uh, And you were involved in um, uh, soap opera, soap opera star. uh, But also, uh, you know, you you have great dancing skills. And so uh, tell us about, tell us about those briefly. Tell us about who, who you've danced with or worked with or taught. Yeah, well, I will say, um, the entertainment industry in the 80s for dancers, the amount of work for dancers in the 80s was unprecedented. There, there never was or has been since that type of work for dancers. Um, maybe what rivals it is back in the old days of Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly, the big MGM, you know, studio, studio pictures and stuff. That might have rivaled it because there were huge productions in those days. But I mean, it really was an unprecedented time. And, you know, we were very fortunate um, to have been in, in, in that in that time. Yeah, I was very fortunate to work with people like uh, Michael Jackson. I actually never performed with Michael. I actually taught Michael private tap lessons. So, I mean, you, 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 there's Michael, you know, you, you were done. I'm looking at your thing here with, with Prince as well. Uh, and Diana, also Ross. Diana Ross. And so Bobby all these... Walker all these uh wonderful names and so so you know like i know when i was uh i was quite young in the 80s but um you know it was like there you know los angeles and like the big stars you know and and you're there mm-hmm. and that that's the epicenter of the world and the height of human height of humanity you know you've reached it and so what was it actually like in it you know so um yeah it was it was um you know, it really was one, I don't want to say it was one big party. It was, it was work. It was a lot of work. You were hustling and I mean, hustling for work. You know, there, there's a, there's another uh, negative connotation. Sure, to the word hustling. Sure. Um, 
but you were always on game. You were always networking, always looking towards the next job. I was fortunate that I had shows like 42nd Street and Cats that kept me employed for nearly three years at the Schubert Theater. But I was also doing gigs outside of that during the day and on my days off. So, um, <clears throat> so you know, I mean, that's where I was working with people like, you know, um, Jermaine Jackson, Michael's brother, and, and Diana, um, Diana Ross, and, you know, John Travolta, Jamie Lee Curtis, people like that. Um, but it was... It was a ton of work. And I mean, really get your feet on the pavement and grind it out. Mm. Um, and, and I was just, and, and I loved it. At the time, I loved that hustle. So let, 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 let me jump onto that. So, um, so you know, you're, you're there and, uh, you know, it seems like um, utopia on earth isn't quite utopia after all, you know, that... Uh, uh you know how things may look on the screen uh you know are different perhaps uh behind the screen but so 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 you uh you were living this wild um uh full-on full throttle life uh yeah. you know you, you had your uh you're starring in the days of the lives soap opera star um but then uh you know as, as you said in your words you know th- things change quite quickly you know, things sort of started to, to, to stop and, and edge away. So, so tell us yeah. about this. So you, you're, you're there, you know, the highlights, uh, you're at your mansions and so forth, but then uh, quite, quite suddenly you were saying things, things change. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Um, it can end in a second. And uh, just to clarify, I never had a mansion. I lived in a, in a, no. in a little home in North Hollywood. <laughs> I wasn't in that, in that, in that level. <clears throat> um, but, but uh yeah, it can come to, and it did, it can come to a screeching halt. My wife's show was canceled. She was on Capitol. It was canceled. And then probably about six months later, uh, Days of Our Lives chose to not renew my contract. And I got other work afterwards as a dancer, but I had had a taste of what acting was like and how much easier the money was and how much less uh, painful it was to your body. And I really wanted to do more of that. So I had a really good commercial agent uh, at the time. And thank goodness I was able to get work as, uh, you know, in some commercials. I did some national commercials and they really worked hard for me. Um, But, you know, when you when you kind of come off a champagne lifestyle and a champagne budget and all of a sudden your budget goes to a beer budget. You don't you don't last very long financially. Right. And to honest to goodness, truth is at that point when that happened. We we started beating the pavement. And so we were like, you know, this is and we kind of came to a conclusion. We're done. We're done. And and when that happened, it was like we literally I did not know this at the time, but I believe God was just slamming the door and saying, I want you somewhere else. And I want you. It's almost like it's time. And I didn't know God at the time. Wow. So, uh, well, you're listening, you're listening to the kingdom and its stories talking to, uh, Kenny Jezik. Kenny has been, uh, explaining how he has, uh, was involved in the Los Angeles, uh, entertainment industry in the eighties, you know, and reaching the heights, uh, but how things, uh, came to a close very quickly. Um, yeah. within the space of six months, I think you, you were saying that, uh, suddenly contracts ended and, um, uh, things w- sort of whittled away quite quickly. And so uh, in a nutshell, it's quite depressing. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, as you it's said, kind you- of demoralizing too. You kind of think you're something special and then you realize, Oh, you're really not. Uh, and and so to tell me, you know, what, what, what happened next? And so, uh, you know, you, you, you and your wife, what, what did you do? And, and how, 
you know, I, I, how did you said, you know, God uh, brought you to a position, you know, yeah. so what, what, what did he do with you in that position? Tell us about that, that, that moment. I think one of the things about um, how God is using me now and how I'm using my giftings to reach, you know, and to reach others for Christ is it's, it's less spectacular than it sounds um, in the sense that I really just kind of live my life doing what God has allowed me to do now and gifted me to do, which is, you know, dancing and teaching and, and really, um, uh, you know, embracing people and helping them um, in, in, in achieving what they want to do in that kind of context. Uh, I just live it out as a Christian. What I do is, you know, I, I look at opportunities when, when God is, and I really, honestly, it's kind of like, um, like St. Francis of Assisi says, you know, said, preach the gospel always if necessary, use words. And what I try to do is just live it out. And, and a lot, oftentimes I don't live it out perfectly, but I live my life in front of people. And I think about Paul, I think when he talked about, you know, follow our example, I just try to live my life in front of pe- the people that God has put me in front of in a way that will honor him. Hmm. And I, and very, very rarely do I invoke the name of Jesus or, or things like that, but there are opportunities that come up that if God says, now here's a door you can step through, then I talk about my faith or I talk about, you know, being a Christian now, you know, even when I drop that little nugget, you know, I'll talk about this and I'll say, you know, being a Christian now, though, my perspective is different. And that usually sparks somebody coming to me and asking me, you know, about that. I've had and on numerous occasions, I've had uh, parents of their, the, the dancers that I teach come up to me, you know, in, in, in functions sometimes and say, so we have to ask you a question. You're, you, you said something in, in your class and my daughter came home and shared it with me. And they say, are, are you a Christian? And I say, I am. And they're like, oh, we knew it, you know, and they get so excited. And, and, um, you know, I think that's the thing. It's, 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 um, it's, I, I don't, I think there's a danger to being a trophy for Christ. Hmm. Um, and it's just being a, a vessel for Christ, which is a little different, you know, uh, cause the vessels get broken and trophies get broken too, but they're not, you know, vessels are not as shiny easily. So I think for me, it's just living my life daily and, and not even less like necessarily looking for opportunities. Cause typically when I look for something then I try to make it happen, I just keep myself open to opportunities and they present themselves quite often. And so as I'm living my life, what, what speaks volumes to more people than, than most anything else is my marriage of 30, 32 plus years, you know, our relationship being together for 35 years, in spite of all my stupidity and my arrogance and my, my shortcomings and, and my wife's shortcomings as well. And yet God keeps us together. Cheryl, Cheryl, you know, talks about, you know, that, you guys and, and I, I look at them as an inspiring couple too because of how long they've stayed together in, in the industry that they're in um but i mean that that is a huge testimony as to you know marriage is tough but you stick it out you know mm. and so and and you know our kids are not perfect or, you know our kids are you know struggle with their with their own things but it's you know it's the big thing that i've found is is loving people and caring about them. And, uh, and so that, that tends to really play out in everything I do. You know, I genuinely do care about the people that I get to teach and I get to work with. And, uh, some can be challenging. Some, some are really easy to love. Some are not so easy to love. Um, 
but sometimes to just be there to listen to people. And, and a lot of times when, when somebody, you know, tells me what's going on, I'm like, a lot of times I'll say, you know what, I will be praying for you. There are those occasions though, that come up and, and I'm like, would you be all right if I prayed for you right now? Mm. And I have done that. Um, and, and so it really, it kind of depends on each situation that comes up. But what I did, I, I can say this, it all stems from relationship. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't want to say anything uh, derogatory about, you know, public preaching and, and, and doing and, and massive outreaches. Cause obviously, you know, when Peter spoke, um, right. I mean, on the, on the day of Pentecost, that was, you know, that was a lot of people. So obviously God will use whatever means necessary, but it's, it's been my experience in my life that it comes from relationships. So the kids that I get to meet and teach, you know, and, and sometimes there's one with a lot of promise and, and he or she wants to be in the industry. So they come to me and say, can you help me? Can you help me understand what it's like? And I say, yeah, I'd love to sit down with you and your parents. And I sit down with the parents and, and I, and that, that relationship evolves and I tend to come in as a mentor and first I try to talk them out of it because it's still one of the hardest businesses to get into and harder still to maintain, especially because your career is very short as a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also talk about, and, and, I, and it gives me an opportunity in those moments to talk about my faith and why I believe differently about the industry, you know? And so I do share my faith in those situations. I said, but look, I understand if I can't talk you out of it, I know that sometimes you got an itch, you just got to scratch, but if you really have to do this, I understand. Nobody could have talked me out of it when I was younger either. But at least let me point you to people that, can, that know me and that I know. And even if they're not Christians, they know you're one of my kids and they're going to watch out for you. And they're going to guide you and say, you need to be careful about this. Mm. You know? And so that's, that, that creates opportunities. So it all, you know, it's the broader pictures I'm teaching groups of students but, the, but what happens is it kind of goes down to this, to where I end up in a relationship with these kids and their parents. And that's where kind of the, 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 more, the more deeper conversations about my faith show up. You know, as, as uh, you know, scripture says, you know, whatever you're doing, you know, uh, do it for the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, he will utilize it. And so um, with with your uh you know your 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 dancing you know in in the past and then and, and your your current uh uh teaching now um what uh, you know I, I guess this is somewhat of a loaded question in one sense but uh, but it's only because we've actually spoken face to face you know when i heard the your whole story you know can can you tell us a bit more now about the contentment that you feel not that not that life's perfect you know not that everything is uh, all good but you know, you you were saying how in uh, in in the eighties, in the LA showbiz years, you know, it was a constant chase. You know, show business was ten percent show, ninety percent business. Always on the hustle, always on the go. Yes, you know, we meet the big lights, but but there was this, there's this constant uh, um, sort of struggle, as it were. You know, and so um, and then I am I'm, I'm wondering, you know, if if you're if you're Lars, you know, if you're dancing, we're teaching Michael Jackson, you know, and, and I think, as you said, you know, you have this face on in public and whatever, you know, do you, do, do you find, uh, you know, you can kind of get lost yourself. Kenny can get lost along the way. Uh, so let me put that all to, to one thing is, you know, 
was is it hard to 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 find yourself in that worldly success um i'll say this it is i think it's hard for a person to find themselves in that success the the, the who they really are but no one's completely lost to God. So if God is, 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 is coming after you. He's going to get you, you know, and, and that's very re- That's reassuring to me. And I, I hope that's, that, that gives people a hope if they have maybe a loved one or especially a child or someone who's like, they're like praying for them, you know, you can run, but you can't hide. I mean, I, I would say this. Yeah. I think it's very easy to lose yourself in that industry and forget that you're a human being. Um, and, you know, and, and forget that all, all the, the human condition, uh, is about, um, but if God wants you, God's going to, uh, arrest your heart. God is going to step in and he's going to interfere, run interference, you know, whether you want him to or not, you know, um, we were, we were doing great. We loved the industry. We loved what we were doing. And, you know, the the moment where I kind of go, okay, God said, okay, that's enough <laughs> was when I was written off the days of our lives and we couldn't get hired. I think that's when, when, you know, I mean, obviously God has known us since the day, since before we were even conceived. But for me, that's an earmark of where, or a signpost of where, where things started really going. God kind of was like, it was almost like he kind of allowed things to go and continue. And it was like, okay, it's time to step in. It's time for you to leave. You know, and you, you asked me, you asked me about um, contentment. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. There, but before I do, when, when did you, when did you find yourself? I mean, it's oh, a, it's a continuing journey. I know. I, I have a... It was, it was probably around that time, probably about 10 years ago that things started kind of falling into place to where they're at now. I mean, obviously things can fall apart. Things can go where they're going to go, but to where I started. And and then I, shortly after that, I started teaching at Glendale community college and, and that just, it just kind of snowballed, you know, my reconnecting with my friends from the industry, my, you know, um, and it was almost kind of like God kind of opening up some doors again, going, now that I've had you for this long and I've done what I've needed to do in your heart, you know, there was no audible voice on this one, but it just kind of was a sense of now I can allow you to, to reconnect with your friends. Mm. And, you know, I would not want to go back to the industry as a performer uh, myself, because I think you can lose yourself, even as grounded as I am in my faith. I don't want to take that chance. I mean, I say God would have to show up at the foot of my bed in physical form and say, mm. go, Unless he did that, I mean, I have to have a burning bush experience or I'm not going, but, but it was, it's, it's really, um, it was about 10 years ago. that's brought me to that place. And, and I think the thing is the, the big thing that's, that, that's happened in that time is instead of me taking, I've been giving, I've been the giver. Mm. And, you know, they say it's more blessed to give than to receive. It really is. You know, I have kids thank me for, for teaching them and parents who write to me and, and thank me. And, you know, thank you so much for helping my daughter, helping my son and talking to them. You have no idea what, what your words of encouragement have meant to them. And I'm like, you know, I, I say this with the, with the most sincere honesty. I honestly feel I get more from them than they do from me. Oh, man. And I mean that with all my heart. Um, it's neat to be able to help somebody but to be able to help them in a way that goes, 
there are some things to be careful about. So be careful about this. But if I can help you any way I can, I will help you any way I can, you know. And um, so I think that's been the biggest thing is, is, you know, and and the honest goodness truth is it probably came down to I started caring more about other people instead of just myself. Oh, man. You know, that that is the turning point, isn't it? You know, and and when you do do an act of love for someone or, you know, just care for someone, reach out to someone and you do it truly for the benefit of the other person not for some sort of kickback you know uh um there is there is you know as as you're saying you know it is more blessed to give you know there's that 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 connectivity to god you know when when you genuinely laid you know um a gift at the altar as it were you know when you genuinely reached out to someone simply for their benefit you know there's this there's this there's this there's this this joy this connectivity with with god is that is that what you find yeah. And, and it's, uh, you know, I would never, I, I would never change the path that I've been on for all the money in the world, although it's tempting, <laughs> but it's just, there's, a, I mean, that, that word contentment, it's so hard to wrap your hands around what that feels like, mm. but I would have to say that if it feels like anything, I think I know what it feels like. I just can't describe it because I'm very content with where God has us, you know, we're not massive millionaires. I'm not famous. You know, we have a, we have a very modest house. I have three great, three amazing grandsons that I love. I have my daughter and her husband and my other daughter and my wife and I, and we hang out and do stuff together. It's, it's not a real eventful thing. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're doing this show. We're going to travel around in a private jet, which is really exciting and all that, but it's also going to be physically exhausting. So if it doesn't kill me, it's going to be a blast. Um, (laughs) But, but but God is, has been so kind to me and to us to let me do what I'm doing and be able to, and, and to, and, and to be able to say this, I honestly love what I get to do. And a lot of people can't say that. And so I, I look at that and it's like, yeah, not everyone would want to do what I get to do, oh, man. but I'm, I'm so grateful for what I get to do. And so I find myself waking up in the morning going, yeah, I'm good with all the aches and pains with my body, you know, sometimes betraying me <laughs> it's still like yeah I'm, I'm good it's it's been great you know it's been great even the journey the pain through it it's kind of like childbirth I, I can't really equate it to that because I've never given birth but when I hear like the bible talk about my wife and other women talk about giving birth and all that it's like you know over time you forget about that pain and you see the joy of the child and I think about that as like that pain I don't think I'd want to go through it again but I'm glad I went through it because mm. it's what brought us to this point and what God needed to do. So it was well worth it. And uh, crafted you as a person through it, isn't it? You know, like Paul, I've, I've learned the secret of contentment mm. and uh, so far. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, that's a wonderful message because, you know, the uh, entertainment industry is wonderful. You know, we all love films, uh, you know, we all love music, you know, and uh, uh, I love watching uh, dance and uh, ballet and things. And so it's all, it's all wonderful. But, uh, you know, as, uh, when, when we set our, uh, our hopes, our uh, in, inmost, utmost desires on anything other than God, um, you know, we find that it doesn't fulfill, you know, as uh, I don't know. Uh, who said it, but, you know, it was uh, our hearts are restless until they rest in the Lord, you know? Mm. And uh, so, it, you know, from, from your story, it is wonderful because 
you know, you've, you've uh, you know, in show business, in worldly elements, you've hit the heights. Uh, you know, it seems a hard thing to say, but then you hit the lows. Uh, and then God, you know, not overnight, but has bought, has crafted this, this Kenny uh, into someone who is now content. And you say, you know, I have a humble home, but you have a home. As you said, you have a, a wife who loves you. You have wonderful grandchildren uh, and you're, li- you're doing in, in your daytime, you're doing things that you love. I mean, that, that, that's worth more than many uh, trophies. <laughs> so uh, is, is that not about as good as it gets? It, it really is. Well, here, I guess, I guess as good as it gets here. Um, yeah. I mean, there, and that's the thing. It's like, um, even then, uh, looking at the world around us today, it's like, I can see as you get older as a Christian, why, and, and even whether it's your body starting to, you know, to rebel against you or, you know, and getting old and things like that. And just seeing the world and things that are going on in the world. And you kind of go, yeah, you know what? I, I could go home. You know, I'm not like going, I got to go home now. But <laughs> there's more of a sense of, yeah, you know, because, you know, that that's kind of like I, one of our pastors used to say, we live this day in light of that day, mm-hmm. you know, whether we, we go home to be with him or, or he comes back. Kenny, thanks for joining us, sharing your like your wild story and how God has uh, used your abilities, your creative abilities in order to love and serve others. So thank you. And thank you all for listening. May God bless you as you go out and use the skills and the abilities he has given you in order to bless everyone that you meet. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.